0: Hey, this is Brett the Hitman Heart, and you're listening to the SmackDraw Podcast. I'm okay, well, has this always been a thing? Where have I
1: been? <laughs> hey, folks, welcome to the SmackDraw Podcast uh, AEW Blood and Guts Recap Edition. Um, I'm your host, uh, Kyle Tyson, joined by—I I don't know how to hike you up after Tariq being on the show. After Tariq, <laughs> like, do I can't do his whole shtick, putting you over as well as he did. Uh, of course, we're joined by the lovely Katie, Katie Baybay. What's up, Katie?
0: What's up, Kyle?
1: Not much. I just realized I knew I was gonna botch something. I have your nameplate as RN. Let me fix that real quick. Of
0: course Uh, you fucking do.
1: Of course I did. I was just, and is his
0: nameplate even right?
1: Yes, it is correct. It only took like six months only. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) There we go. All fixed.
0: Disrespectful.
1: Amen. Uh, (laughs) Yo, we're going to talk blood and guts. A W we're a day late folks. I'm, I'm just, I'm having the, the hardest time, um, coming back to real life after going to Myrtle beach for two days. Uh, Came back late yesterday, and then my internet's been all jacked up. I can't watch nothing on my TV, uh, so awesome. I had to watch Blood and Guts pretty late. Uh, and then I was gonna recap this morning, uh, but my uh, my my shoot boss, my am I am I am my real job? They called me in, and uh, and then here we are. So we're recording a day late. Here we are. Yeah, here we. If are. you would
0: have just taken the day off. Like you were originally going to, and I was going to do dynamite. I just couldn't do it,
1: man. I couldn't do it to you. I didn't want to. I don't like. I don't like making you record so much. Um, oh my god. Yeah. But, There's uh, only
0: two of us to do it. <laughs> what do you want?
1: I really was like wanting to let you do it, and I just I, I felt bad. I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to worst. ask you. But here you are, anyways.
0: <laughs> it even it's like, oh yeah, I won't do the raw recap. The same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we won't have to go through that much longer. Uh, Hint, hint. But um, if you guys are new to the show, we're a wrestling recap podcast. Um, We usually cover Raw, AEW, Dynamite, NXT, and SmackDown on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays live on Twitch.tv slash putting you over normally. Uh and then um if you ever miss a live stream, please hit us up on YouTube, like and subscribe to our channel, uh YouTube.com slash SmackDraw Podcast. Uh and then the audio podcast. You can find that pretty much everywhere. Uh Katie, before we get started, I uh
0: yes, let's
1: let's make that formal announcement. What do we got going on next Thursday? Uh
0: it's uh the two-year anniversary of the podcast and it's a all SRP episode of UWO.
1: Yeah. It's weird how we've been doing UWO now for quite some time and never did just like an all smacked raw edition, you know?
0: I mean, it's only fitting. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And I get to be on one again.
1: Yes, you do. You, Kevin, and RN, I'll be hosting like normal. We'll be reading off your guys' unpopular opinion tweets. I've already been I've been gathering them. Uh, Just because there's been so much going on lately, I can't wait to put together this lineup. Who knows? Maybe we'll extend it out to like 20 or something instead of the usual 15.
0: You got to make it special.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, with the um, two-year anniversary, we're going to make some announcements. We are doing some changes. We might be bringing on new hosts, offering new content. Uh, We're noticing that the daily recaps are very saturated and it's hard to build an identity when that's all that you are. So we have some new ideas in the pipeline. Uh, we're very, very excited to, uh, introduce them. Uh, and then also we're probably gonna take like a two week hiatus, uh, after the two year show, unless something like really dramatic happens. I like, I'm going to keep recording for, uh, my other show hammer's lounge. Um, but we might be taking a little bit of a break, a little bit of inconsistency uh, as far as, as, as the podcast goes for about two weeks, but then we'll be back in full swing in June um, ready to for those changes. So stay tuned. Please tune in live next week on Thursday. Uh, we'll have more information. If you follow us on Twitter at Smackrawpod, Raw Pod, we'll let you know exactly what time and what Twitch channel We'll be streaming the show because Thursdays is usually uh, streamers' night for putting you over. Mm-hmm. So I have to figure out if we're gonna record that on, on his channel, either before or after the show, or if we'll just do it on our own channel. So we'll we'll sort that all out over the next week. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about blood and guts, Katie. Oh boy, uh, AEW just can't ste- like they can't put on a hyped show without a bit of controversy to it what, what, what's exactly the controversy that's going on um with this show from last night
0: well I mean Jericho who's like 50 fell off of the cage onto I'm gonna put it in quotes cement guys it was like boxes steel. and people are mad
1: it was steel whatever hey hey look man we just gotta people wanted it to be concrete. yeah
0: and when Matt Hardy fell headfirst on concrete people were pissed (laughs) you can't have it both ways people I'm sorry
1: oh they're damned if they do and damned if they don't
0: exactly and people just want to shit on them regardless because they're not WWE
1: yeah
0: that's another layer to it
1: so some more more specifics behind it is first the first I think the real controversy honestly was for those in the live attendance. Uh, apparently the live audience were not informed until very last second that the first hour of the show was all pre-taped and they'd be watching it on uh on um the the giant tron uh, I don't know the 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 giant screen in the back. Which yeah. that was so that's one thing that was confusing me watching the show. I was like I don't see I was like it's an outdoor arena. You know uh Where's the cage? How are they going to lower the cage? How Can they throw it up in record time? Yeah. And so I'm assuming that's why they had to do it pre-taped is they had, there was no way to throw, like put on an hour long show and then build the cage in a timely manner. So mm-hmm. um, nonetheless, though, uh, AEW could have been more forthcoming told that live audience ahead of time tony Khan has apparently offered and as i'm seeing online been issuing refunds to those who were truly upset which you have the right to be yeah. um, i'm a giant AEW fan but i recognize when things could have been handled better um yeah and then they had the chris jericho controversy con- well quote-unquote controversy
0: yeah.
1: uh of of the the very safe fall um
0: which he almost shot, overshot by the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, his head hit a flat part. I noticed that too. Like a part that didn't really give. <sighs> so, we'll get we'll get into like the personal thoughts about that. Um we'll run through the night's lineup. Um not really going to go beat for beat tonight. It, like no real reason to break down the match, kind of just give like a synopsis on them. And um the first the first highlight of the night was the opening tag match. Um Kenny Omega and Nakazawa, who were last week forced into this match against uh, Mox and Kingston. I think this is a very smart move from AEW. Uh, You're probably going to have a lot of new eyes on the show. So kick off the night with some of your biggest stars. Um, No real complaints here. The match was a good tag match. Kenny bailed on Nakazawa uh, towards the end of the match, allowing Mox and Kingston to pick up the win. Uh, Afterwards, the Good Brothers come out, I think um the young bucks came out they all beat down the faces Mm -hmm. and i think kenny ended up actually pinning uh kingston or moxley in like a mocking Uh,
0: yeah he hit the one winged angel on kingston and then pinned him
1: yeah it was it was it is what it was it just it was a nice little showcase of like hey, here's some of our biggest stars for any newcomers but no real consequences no real story here Mm -hmm. uh What did you think about Cutie Marshall taking on Cody Rhodes in this feud that we've had with the factory and Cody?
0: Why is Cody always involved in a storyline where his best friend turns on him?
1: (laughs) I didn't even think of that.
0: (laughs) I mean, He's the modern-day Sting, right? Jesus
1: Christ. Everyone turned on Sting back in the day.
0: I mean, regardless, it wasn't a bad match. It's just uh, they didn't even need to have some of these matches. They sh- they should have just gave the actual blood and guts match two hours. All honestly, or at least an hour and a half, because it felt so rushed at the end. Yeah, but that's just me.
1: Well, I mean, it, I think that's why they originally advertised it as a one match card. Yeah, um, as a one match event. And then I think they were thinking like, damn, how do we fill two hours? People are going to want more than a single match. And I think they just they um and this is this was my kind of summary, like a very I mean you, I can go very in depth, but just like a very basic some um summary of where AEW stumbles is I think they overthink things too much. Yeah. Uh and um and then it gets complicated and doesn't translate necessarily that well to the audience and the product itself. But, um, yeah, also, this match highlights one of the other things that AEW struggles with, what classifies as a DQ. Uh, at one point, Cody tries to use the belt. The ref takes it from him. But then not too long afterwards, Cutie Marshall is using his own belt right in front of the ref. Uh, and not to mention, Aaron uh, Anderson flat out attacking Cutie Marshall. Throwing him and grinding his head into the ring post, while yeah. the ref and other refs have to break it up. Um, what is and what classifies as a disqualification?
0: You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anymore. Yeah, they don't either. Which is fine. I guess I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I, you know, the thing about this is, I find myself week in and week out really wanting to get behind cutie marshall and um i feel like this is about as close to nepotism as we've seen is cody you know obviously because it's cody's his friend and and the young bucks and all them they're just trying to make something for him like they're like look we'll put effort into this um as far as cutie goes i don't know what the man's like i just know that i hate to say it because i i don't like to be judgmental man but I haven't found anybody, uh, personally speaking, that is like, yeah, cutie's the man or cutie deserves all this time on screen. There's a lot mm-hmm. of big names on dark and dark elevation that yeah. I think could easily be taking Cutie's spot. You know, and I get this is a vehicle I think to get over uh a go go. Yeah. You don't need cutie Marshall for it though.
0: Hell no, you no, don't you need cutie don't. Marshall.
1: No. Um a
0: Gogo's a beast.
1: Yeah. Uh, the um, the match had some false finishes in there. Cutie Marshall, I think, used the crossroads at one point. And then also, uh, after receiving crossroads from Cody, was actually able to kick out. Uh, However, Cody slapped in the figure four. Uh, Marshall taps out. Uh, A go-go comes out, comes down. That big body punch drops uh, Cody, and then he drapes uh the what the british flag i'm 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 yeah cool. yeah british yeah they call it they
0: over. call it a like the union jack flag
1: thank you thank you thank
0: you brandy tweeted he, she was like this newsy looking motherfucker i was dying he looked like a page boy from like the 20s it
1: looked like oh yeah yeah oh another thing about this so match fine. that like didn't make sense to me until we found out that it was pre-taped was how they blurred cutie marshall's ass like so well timed. I was like, damn. Yeah. I was like, is this pre-taped or something? And sure enough it was. Um,
0: behold,
1: Yeah. All ego, uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky had an interview at the top of uh of uh, uh the stadium um the I I loved that Scorpio Sky was able to get a line from uh 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 Batman Forever. Loved any references to Batman Forever. Uh and then Ethan page was talking about how he's, he's essentially injured uh, Darby Allen in the past in their mm-hmm. indie days. Cause he knew that he's not going to talk about like their history of their matches because no one's seen them, but he's like, okay, I'll t- we'll talk about what I've done to your face, you know, and, and the injuries I've caused you uh, during his rant. Um, Darby Allen comes back, starts attacking them, getting revenge for last week. Uh, however, the numbers are too much. And uh, Darby is viciously thrown down the concrete stairs. My question to you, Katie, is with all the camera cuts, do you believe that this is like uh, uh, what was the uh, Zach Gowan, the one legged wrestler um, where they pre taped it and they ended up having a stunt double go down the stairs? Or do you think Darby really took the tumble down the stairs?
0: It's fucking Darby Allen. Really I is, guarantee you he did it.
1: God, it looks so violent though.
0: I mean, it's Darby. <laughs> it's I'm not Darby. I'm not super he's like the Steve O of AW.
1: You combine him like combine Steve O with Mick Foley. Yeah. There you go. Um
0: it, yeah, it was definitely him.
1: <laughs> um Britt Baker squashed uh a debuting Julia Hart uh hyping up her match with Sheeta uh for um at, at a double or nothing That's going to be fun to watch I do Britt's definitely getting that title
0: Britt's being the next champ let's yeah, go Britsburg Britsburg, baby let's go <laughs> I'm so excited
1: Yes uh <gasps> then we had a four-way tag match which I feel Like was, if anyone's been paying attention to AEW for a length of time, this was probably the easiest match to predict other than Britt Baker's, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you have the team of Jurassic Express taking on SCU. uh, Who are the other two teams in the match? I can't remember their names. The
0: Acclaimed and the Varsity Blondes.
1: There you go. Acclaimed and Varsity Blondes. Uh, But if you've been paying attention to the story, SCU, they drive it home every week. The next match that they lose, they're going to break up and yep. um it would have been super underwhelming if it was a four-way exactly. tag match so exactly there was some good stuff in there honestly i can't get enough of the claimed those guys uh anthony bowen and max castor i think their names are are I think so. future stars
0: well like, the one just came back from like knee surgery i bowen think
1: did yeah yeah um no i love it man i love i love uh i love their whole shtick i love that um uh Caster who does his rap one of the lines he he when he addressed uh 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 Pillman said in 10 mm-hmm. years we'll see you on dark side of the ring I was like that is some cold shit dude um referencing the latest episode that came out with Brian Pillman by the way I actually ordered me uh Brian Pillman shirt today Did You do? Yeah, I get notifications nice. from um what's that t-shirt place
0: Pro Wrestling Tees
1: Yeah, Pro Wrestling Tees, I get text messages and um, mm-hmm. this one, I, I was like, "Yeah, let me find me a Brian Pillman shirt." So I ordered one I at care. work. I'm bougie though, so my shit comes out to like forty dollars.
0: I mean, I-, I got two OG Bullet Club shirts, and it cost me fifty bucks. So
1: <laughs> see, Let's- I gotta, I gotta get the soft cotton, and I have to get the tall ones that are like an extra three or four inches. Oh yeah. And then I gotta get two XL because I'm I'm really fucking fat. And uh, you combine that all together, a twenty dollar T shirt after shipping and handling comes out to like forty bucks for me.
0: Yeah, damn. Yeah, whatever. Bougie it's, ass. It's
1: it's flying, Brian. Man, I gotta get that shit. Oh, am. Yeah. Um. So this seems like it, uh, it came kind of out of nowhere. Oh well. By the way, SU one uh, picked up with a Tombstone uh, pile driver. I forget what their double team Tombstone is called. Um,
0: well, I mean, Daniels does the BME, which is the best moonsault ever, into the... Into the so. tombstone.
1: There we go. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't have to pin Pillman, though. Damn it. Like They could have they <laughs> yeah. you know, pinned... Um, Fucking, uh,
0: who the fuck is Griff, Griff Garrison? Garrison,
1: man. Come on. That dude is built to take pins. Hell yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, the... Here, So two things coming out of this interview that led us into a a Miro promo and then the actual blood and guts match. So for one, we get this announcement that kind of came out of left field. The next competitor for Kenny Omega's uh, AEW championship comes from the ranked uh, one and two Orange Cassidy and Pac. On the surface, this felt like such an odd, uh, odd announcement. Yeah. But then you go back and think, these guys have been feuding for a year. They have been feuding for a year.
0: Yeah. They've
1: both racked up enough wins to get them to the number one and number two spot. Uh, talk about like, you know, us. I don't know how to put it. Um, and I don't want to copy how WrestleTalk put it. Um, but it really, it really is is like, you know, just when you think that AEW isn't paying attention to the long term st- uh, storytelling, they come out with something like this. And you're like, wow, that has been you guys been telling this story for a year. And now the blow off happens in a number one contender match, which is it's a fantastic way to do it. So mm-hmm. uh, that's cool. And then Kenny Omega cut like the lamest promo on um yep. on Orange Cassidy.
0: Yeah.
1: What is he missing, Katie? What is this dude missing?
0: I mean, him as a heel worked so well in Japan. Like, I think he needs to, like, it's not going to work with this audience, but, like, his promos were English, Japanese, a good combo of both. Because I feel like he could be more vicious with, like, New Japan heel Kenny. So, I don't know. It's just not working. I don't
1: like it. It's just kind of goofy. He just comes across as such a goof. Um, Blame
0: Don Callis.
1: (laughs) Now, um, now, I mean, I get it. He can't go full like Roman Reigns, vicious, but there's got to be a medium where you take his his over the top charisma and combine it with some danger to it. I don't know. It was really it was so long winded, and it also telegraphs probably the victory of this number one contenders match because. Uh, Kenny just runs down Orange Cassidy like he spends all of 10 seconds talking about how Pac has beat him in the past and choked him out and shit but then spends way too long cutting a mm-hmm. promo on Orange Cassidy who stands there Um, it culminates with Kenny Omega saying well my time is money your sunglasses must be worth like 800 to a thousand dollars on the black market um dude you can buy aviators anywhere it doesn't have to be on the black market
0: yeah they're fucking uh, ray-bans like you yeah, can buy he- them mall. what's happening
1: <laughs> but um so he takes uh he takes his his uh his aviators and puts them on nakazawa who's who i guess they caught a bunch of flack because nakazawa was carrying the impact titles along with the AAA, and people were pissed off they're like saying that Look how much Kenny doesn't give a shit about Impact. What is Impact getting for this? And it's I mean it's pro wrestling. Chill out, man.
0: I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't take it that far, but I did say, well, Impact really got like the shit end of this deal with this.
1: But I mean, he's on AEW. Like you're on an AEW program, you're probably carrying the AEW belt.
0: Exactly. You know? Like Uh, that makes that makes the most sense. And having Nakazawa, who's Kenny's best friend, and just whatever the hell he's is now have like holding all the other titles making Kenny also look like a threat yeah. look at all that gold that man's got Yeah. so people just need to fucking relax I
1: promise you Kenny now I hope I don't need my words here but I promise you when Kenny's on impact and they're talking about him defending his title he'll be carrying the impact titles and Nakazawa will be there holding the AEW title alright like no one's given a shit that he wasn't carrying the triple A title like yeah you know, anyways, uh, after that, Miro finally announces that uh, that he's chosen the champion that he's going to go after. Not only that, he has a contract for the championship match, which will take place next week on Dynamite. He is challenging Darby Allin, Uh And if Darby can't compete from the previous beatdown, then Darby will forfeit the match and Miro will win the belt. Via forfeit um, Does this I saw people Like I said I mean I I really shouldn't say I see people criticize Because if you If you look long enough On Twitter People will criticize everything But mm-hmm. I'll address The one criticism is um, Does it upset you That it's Scorpio Sky And Ethan Page Look like they're Wrapped up in a story With Darby But now It's Miro And that seems to upset people
0: I mean if people are upset about that, I guarantee they were upset when Cody was feuding with five other people <laughs> that's true. at the same time. I mean, it's it's wrestling. People are going to feud with other people. whilst like they're gonna constantly be feuding with people. Sometimes those get intertwined. It happens. And Miro's been on a goddamn rampage. Let him let him go after Darby. It's the mid card title. He's not going after Kenny. That's for damn sure.
1: Not yet. Probably not. Maybe not for a while. Not ever. Yeah. See, here's the thing, though. I've complimented AEW for this exact reason, Mm
0: -hmm. having
1: multiple story threads going simultaneously. I always thought the linear stories that we get on WWE, where it's like, okay, all of a sudden there's one title challenger, so you don't hear about anybody else wanting to go after that championship belt. Because, oh, there's already an opponent, so we're going to act like we don't have ambitions to be champions or want to get wrapped up in this feud. It makes way more sense for guys, even if they're not getting a title shot, to still be getting, like, making noise and going after champs, you know. Um, Now, granted, it'll be probably kind of silly if Miro wins and then they just continue to feud with Darby. Because I can't think of a reason why they're feuding with Darby other than he's champ, and gets a lot yeah. of airtime. You know,
0: I mean, they could do the have Page and Sky cost Darby, thus resulting in a feud lasting longer. I don't think they're going to go that way. Yeah. I mean, they no, might I want, have to I want try. I beat
1: him clean as a whistle.
0: You think he's going to walk away with the TNT title? Hell yeah! On a but, random episode of Dynamite,
1: they're protecting Darby this way. They're protecting him. He's true. already hurt. They're talking about if he can't make it to the match. You know what I mean? It's kind of like there's already an excuse built into his loss. I think it's gonna look a million times worse if Darby just squeaks out a victory over Miro while injured, and Miro's supposed to be this rampaging giant monster. I think I think there's no other choice you have.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at what they did the first time Brody Lee faced Cody squashed him yeah let's so they might i i have yeah looking at it that way yeah Mira's gonna be the tnt champ
1: and as far as it being on a random episode of dynamite that's the appeal you tune in because you true. never know um yeah
0: i mean uh, that's true
1: yeah all right let's get on the blood and guts i don't want to run it down beat for beat <laughs> it's this match was so long um Although it felt like it could have been longer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so the positives: it was dirty, it wasn't polished, it, it felt violent and gritty. Mm-hmm. They delivered fifty percent of the name. There was plenty of blood.
0: Plenty. I didn't see any Gallons. intestines.
1: I'm kind of let down on that.
0: I didn't see any guts. I'm kind of pissed. lie.
1: a little bit. False advertising. God damn it! But um, no, it it was good, and then. The story they told was good as well. Now the execution. The execution fell on its face. Mm -hmm. Uh, Personally speaking, for me, the commercials did way more damage than the finish. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Commercials were bad.
1: I was watching a recap done on another YouTube channel, and they said that somebody who was watching the live stream of it um, was there was over seven minutes of commercial um, breaking up this match. And not to mention the placement of the commercials was terrible, too. Just just as like, I mean, I think, I think MJF scaled the cage during a commercial yeah, break.
0: He did. Like the last commercial break, MJF apparently scaled the cage. And when they come back to like actual TV, he's on top of the cage already. And Jericho's almost at the top.
1: Now, apparently, it wasn't as bad for people who were watching this on fight. Um, however, I saw complaints that even the people watching it on fight could tell that it's a commercial break because a lot of the action would stall. And, and it's like the wrestlers are waiting for their cue to mm-hmm. uh, to get going again. Um, and then uh, this led to the finish. The finish saw MJF and Chris Jericho on top of the cage. Uh MJF gets the upper hand, is threatening to throw Chris Jericho off the cage, uh, in which case uh, Sammy Guevara, uh, along with a couple other members uh, at the bottom of uh, Inner Circle. Sammy Guevara says that uh, they surrender, um, Mm -hmm. and in which case uh, MJF, in a very long, awkward pause, uh, personally speaking, I saw saw Jericho literally giving – MJF mm-hmm. while I saw while, that too. while waiting up at the top, and that. then uh, yeah, Jericho comes down. The camera angles were were terrible. They ex- yeah. like so I saw a clip on Twitter, and they said this would have been the perfect camera angle, and it was the far angle off to the right. So it's it's the parallel angle. It's at it's at the height of the cage. You catch the entire fall, and it's far enough away to mask a lot of the material that was used to help. Keep the fall safe. Yep. But it didn't get that, man. You, you The first shot was a close-up shot. You saw it was obviously cardboard. A
0: mm-hmm. lot of people,
1: like I said, myself, I was like, I was a little deflated, but it didn't make me mad because I am a rational human being and I don't want Chris Jericho to die. Um, <laughs> exactly. what really killed the mood for me, and I didn't turn on the match. <laughs> I, I loved, I still loved the match. What killed it for me was the same close up camera angle when the officials initially run up to Chris Jericho and they're doing the whole are you okay, man, are you okay. Chris literally opens up his eyes, starts talking to him, point blank in the camera, and then comically goes back to playing dead like like he didn't realize what camera was on him um. Some work needs to be done with the production team. They got to tighten up a little bit here. Yeah. But.
0: I mean, but besides that, I mean, yeah, like the commercial breaks killed this match. Yeah. And not like in the worst way possible. It was so hard to focus. Like, I hate picture in picture anyways. So the fact that you're going to do it during a match that has been so heavily advertised. Mm -hmm. So like, why? And you had so many. I've never seen that many picture pictures in my entire fucking life. I imagine so many.
1: I imagine contractually they had to. A lot of people yeah, just but- started throwing out like, you know, you should have done it without commercial break. TNT I I don't know the shit. But I would imagine if they could have avoided commercials, they would have. W-
0: oh, they would have 100%. Yeah. Like this was a pay-per-view caliber match to take the WrestleMania caliber match. Um, so imagining this on a pay-per-view would have been a lot better, mm-hmm. but for it being on like, again, like a random ass dynamite, I'm not super mad. It's just, they, they could have done a lot of stuff differently.
1: Yeah. Once again, it's, it's falling victim to too much hype and the execution stumbling a bit. Uh, this isn't as bad as the barbed wire death match, people claim. To Nothing, be. by, will and by ever the way, be. the barbed wire death match was a fantastic match. People it only, was. and like like we expected when it happened, people only want to focus on that finish, they forget the match itself was, was fun as hell. Um, yeah, and the same thing here, the same thing here, there was so much fun stuff going on in that match. The individual matchups, Sammy Guevara just going like a madman, MVP. Yeah. He's the
0: MVP of that match. 100
1: was made to look like a beast taking on multiple members of of inner circle by himself. I mean, they they had really cool moments. Now, granted, there was there was some sloppy stuff in there. At one point after Sammy had gone hard for like the first 10-15 minutes, he tried to run the ropes and landed on his damn head. And um yeah. we spent a while trying to Well, wasn't that after he, he was...
0: got a chair shot to the head?
1: Something. Yeah, he I got, think it was he, after
0: he got a, he got the chair shot to the head by Spears and then like however long later he tries to run the ropes and yeah he falls. Yeah. But that's that's kind of the appeal of that match. Like you said, it wasn't clean, it was kind of rough. I I have a lot like at that aspect too. A lot of a lot of botches, but like they weren't super super bad. Yeah. You know, except Ortiz falling in between the ring and the fucking cage.
1: Like I was wondering if that was planned or not. I don't think I don't was. think so. Yeah.
0: Because Santana was immediately on the other side of the cage, like, holy shit. <laughs>
1: um, but people no no people are right to hold this in comparison to war games because I mean AEW themselves didn't shy away from it. They talked about Dusty Rhodes was the inventor exactly. of the blood and guts match. They they made the comparisons, the whole Tully was there. Yeah. Yeah, they they made the comparisons. They didn't shy away from that. And people yeah. are used to the um high spot. Uh, action that NXT has given us, and I mean, let's let's you know, let's call a spade a spade. NXT crushes their war game matches. They hundred percent. Yeah, they they really do. Um, I felt like AEW because um, there's a lot of AEW is trying to attract a lot of different generations of fans. A lot of the older generations. Um, our guy Ed Freeze in our live, our in our group chat, he likes the older style matches. Um, yeah. Uh, Compared to like the newer style ones and I felt like AEW tried to give us both because the older style ones were kind of centered around like the hot tags. That was the whole purpose of one member at a time is it gave you hot tag moment after hot tag moment after hot tag moment. Exactly. And where NXT is kind of like the high spot car crash hardcore matches. Yeah. Come on. You're already in here. Yeah? Yeah, yeah it's going off. The TV's going off? Yeah. All right, boys, I'll be done in a little bit, okay? Yeah. Bit. Yeah, you yeah, can turn Disney Junior on. You want me to turn Disney Junior on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Dad is working. Can I go back to work? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah.
0: Oh, so, so people
1: that watch the NXT ones are used to the high
0: spot <laughs>
1: car crash. <stuff. laughs>
0: I'm not ignoring that your kids just walked in the room. They're so freaking cute.
1: Oh man, I uh, know it's it's the whole thing about being dad at home. I thought I could get a 30 minutes away, Um yep. but yeah. So I feel like they tried to a- a- appeal to both crowds.
0: And they did, and I mean, again, I the match wasn't bad. People are just gonna focus on the negatives of it, and you know what? Let them. Whatever. Be That's a fine. negative Nancy if you fucking want. Be a positive Patty. Be a Kevin. Look yeah. at the positives.
1: <laughs> um, and and people forget too, man. WWE didn't start off the polished product that it is. That's WWE true. WWE has generation like decades of of practice with production and and. Uh, Their special effects and how things are done. AEW is trying to pull this off in his first two years. You know, you don't, it's people forget they're gonna, it's not like they're gonna have tape. It's kind of like how my job, like anytime I get a new person in my job, I express to them, I said, you know, I've done a lot of trainings and I've listened to a lot of advice, but most of the learning that I've accomplished in this job is through my mistakes you know, I've I've learned where I've made mistakes or there were holes in my game, and then the next time around, I'm able to learn from it and make it better. And that's that's what I truly believe AEW is going to do. You think this is going to be the only blood and gut smash they have? Hell no.
0: Imagine like the original blood and guts we were supposed to get. Oh man, I'm still so sad.
1: Yeah, <sighs> can't come back around to it either. Too no.
0: We'll book it in the
1: AEW game Whenever that shit drops in like 2022 Fuck yeah Hell yeah But Overall I'm going to say I'm going to give the show If Out of a 5 I'm going to give a show A a solid 4 out of 5 Because I think it was still Top to bottom a really fun show Just had some glaring issues But nothing that really killed it for me I
0: can give it a 4
1: Yeah all right, man. So tell us what you guys thought in in the chat. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, myself at the Kai Tai Show, Katie at Katie raslin thirteen, and then uh, of course the show's handle uh, at SmackDrawPod. Pod. Uh, leave a like, a comment, a reply. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just just interact with us, okay? We really appreciate all you guys' likes and stuff like that. Um, and then lastly, once again, we have that two year anniversary coming up. Uh, You should definitely check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. I will cut the deal that the moment I see you subscribe, I will go ahead and reach out to you uh, for your video, Unpopular Wrestling Opinion. We'll have you featured on the show. It will be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure to tune in. I'm assuming you're probably watching this on Friday. Uh, Make sure to tune in later tonight for our SmackDown recap. It's sure to be a lot of fun. Uh, What's supposed to happen on SmackDown? Anything big? Huh?
0: Oh, well it's like it's like the retro smackdown. The retro isn't Smackdown. It? Yeah. Vintage. Vintage Smackdown. Vintage.
1: Dude, I have no idea what they're doing with that. Like uh-huh. it's it's you know on, it came on, out on nowhere. On social media, they're like, you know, what version of SmackDown do you want to see? The fist or the original set. But if you look at the ads, they're treating it like the golden age. Like everything is like eighties. Style which makes no sense because Smackdown didn't Even come out till 99 it's it's fucking Weird
0: they don't fucking know what they're doing
1: guys. They, they have no idea they don't know. Um, <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you guys for watching until Next time y'all have a good one Bye bye Boys it's time